He was their white prince charming and they considered he should be with someone white and blonde and not me. This is a quote from FKA Twigs, who is a British singer, and she dated Robert Pattinson a couple years ago. At this point, more than five, because Robert Pattinson is dating his new girlfriend. He's been dating her since 2018. And it's so depressing. This quote is so depressing, and it's even more depressing to think about the amount of black women that can relate to this quote. Um, even myself can relate to this quote. Like I'm always thinking when I like someone who's not black, I'm always like, oh, does he like black girls? Like he probably likes someone who's white and blonde and not me. And it's not that I have a complex. It's not that I'm like, oh, I'm not as pretty as the white girls. Like I fully do believe that like I am pretty, but <laughs> it's so complicated to realize, to know that there are a lot of people who because of because you are a black woman you are inherently seen as perceived as less beautiful and honestly this quote sent me on a rabbit hole she said this in 2021 and i was like well who is fka twigs i don't really listen to her music like that i mean i know of her but i don't really listen to her music like that so i did a little deep dive you know as i like to do i you know i love to do my deep dives and i found out that she is british like i said earlier and also she's mixed like her mom is white and her dad is jamaican shout out to my jamaicans anyway um so not that i'm like you know devalidating her blackness or anything because she's mixed like obviously if you're mixed you are also black but the fact that even a mixed person like me as a black woman who was like black <laughs> like I look black um she's light-skinned and I, I'm darker than her and my hair is coarser than her and all of that it's just crazy that even mixed women who are seen as the more palatable version of black women are still dealing with the same thing and it's honestly so heartbreaking especially this quote has been going around a lot on social media because Robert Pattinson is having a baby with his new girlfriend Suki Waterhouse which is I, did, I also did a deep dive on her. I was like, who is she? She's a model who's also British, which makes sense because Robert Pattinson is British. But I was like, a lot of people were confused because her name, Suki, is like a Japanese name, right? And so they're like, what the heck? She's white? Like, she's not Asian? This is crazy. And it just is so, it leaves such a bitter taste in your mouth because it makes the quote from FKA Twigs so real like it came true like he ended up with someone who was white and blonde and not her now to be fair i think she dyes her hair blonde or maybe she's a natural blonde i don't know i don't care anyway she's a white woman and it's just like it's so infuriating and then i did a deep dive i was like why is her name suki like did she grow up there like in japan or like what's going on and <laughs> i found an interview from Vanity Fair that she did I think in 2014 or something like that let me double check real quick yeah 2014 and this is really this sucks to read but she said her name Suki means beloved in Japanese and that her parents just wanted to call her anything weird they and she says she goes and say that they were going to call her kooky like what <laughs> this is so irritating it's so irritating that white people can take this name make this their stage name because her real name is alice her real name is alice and her middle name is suki right it's so irritating that white people can pick and choose parts of culture call it weird and then make that their whole persona and that's okay like this is so 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 not okay and i found another interview 
in which she goes on to talk about like how she had a boyfriend one time and she introduced herself as Alice instead of Suki or whatever, even though she'd gone by Suki her like entire life or most of her life. And then she's, she says, um, it's nice having a more traditional name as an option. I can be Suki or I can be Alice. Like people of color cannot choose. We cannot choose when to turn on our status as a minority. We cannot choose when we want to be more unique and weird and quirky with our culture. Like we, we are our culture at all times. And it's just so, <laughs> it's so infuriating and disappointing. And it's all the more bitter when everyone is so happy for Robert Pattinson and his girlfriend having a baby. Like obviously I'm happy for them too, but it's just as a black woman to realize that FKA Twigs was so, so, so right about the world, about the press, about, you know, this is obviously, these are British celebrities, so probably the UK and stuff, their perception of race. And, you know, you see it again with Meghan Markle. Like, that woman is, she, she's mixed. And she looks like she could pass for Italian. <laughs> like, they are throwing a fit that the royal babies are now going to be black, have black in them, right? It's just so, and then, and then you get called delusional or bitter right because oh you're just bitter all the black men are dating white women you're bitter because now that they have a choice they're not choosing you like that is so sick that is so so sick to me like it is so much deeper than that and it goes on it's reflected in fk twigs's quote that people are always going to believe that people that men are going to choose someone who's white and blonde and not us not women of color specifically not black women because we are not seen as desirable <laughs> and I wanted to open with this in this episode because I've been going through something very strange lately. Like, it's not actually strange, but to me, it's strange. It's honestly, it gives me an identity crisis where I have, like, I've I've been interacting with a lot of people who are complimenting me and calling me pretty. And you're like, what is wrong with her? Like, what? She's, people are complimenting her and calling her pretty. Like, what's the problem? Like, you just went on this whole rant about black women not being seen as desirable. And now people are calling you pretty. Like, what do you want? Like, <laughs> I don't know what I want. Anyway, there the the two points are connected. I'm gonna get there. Just stick with me for a second. So, people have been calling me pretty a lot. I've been getting called pretty at work by coworkers, by my friends. They're like, "Oh my god, you are so pretty!" Like, and I <laughs> I appreciate it. I really do appreciate it, and I am grateful and thankful that they think I'm pretty. Uh, but I honestly do not believe them. <laughs> I don't believe them at all like I when I first started getting because it's like happened a lot more recently like the reason why it's giving me a crisis is because it's like there's been an influx of compliments that I haven't I'm not used to receiving um and so when I first started receiving these compliments I was like okay thank you um are you just saying that to be nice like why would you say that to me <laughs> and uh, I mean, I've come a long way. I, I, my confidence has grown. I've worked really hard to have confidence in myself, how I look, um, how I walk, just who I am as a person in general. Um, but I still find myself not believing people when they call me prettier, when they give me this compliment. And half of me feels like maybe I just need to learn how to take a compliment. Like maybe that's just my problem. Maybe it's just me. But I feel like it's so not. Like it goes back to the quote where society continually tells me that I am not beautiful and not in the way where like people are actively telling me that I'm ugly it's just like I receive a lot more compliments when I have braids and I receive a lot more compliments when my hair straightened I receive a lot more compliments you know what I'm saying like it's these indirect ways of 
being called beautiful when you look a certain way and the the lack of being called beautiful when you look a, a certain way, a different certain way, whether that's being wearing your natural hair or it doesn't have to be just wearing your natural hair. There's so many other factors involved, but that's like the first thing that came to my head that tell you that you are not beautiful, appealing, desirable as a black woman. And maybe that's like, <laughs> maybe I just feel like that. Maybe I don't believe people because when I was growing up, the boys I liked, like, nine or ten times did not like me back like I'm saying that but I'm not even sure because I ever ask like no I didn't ask but um actually recently the other day someone that I used to have a crush on in middle school reached out to me on Instagram in my DMs and I was like oh my god I think I talked about this already <laughs> I'm still like crystal crazy to me I was like oh my god like 12 year old Sydney would be living right now she would be jumping off the walls but I was honestly like okay like I was not interested uh, why does that happen like why do they come when you don't care anymore that's so sick <laughs> anyway back to the point so my perspective growing up is that boys the boys I liked didn't like me back they liked the girls that were white they liked the girls that were Hispanic they liked the girls that were Asian they liked the girls with long hair that flowed down their back and I knew that they liked these girls because they would date these girls or there would be rumors that they liked these girls or they I would watch them prompose to them um like you know ask them the prom or whatever and so it's not my imagination that they liked you know a certain type of girl uh, I can't confidently say like, oh, they didn't like me. You know what I mean? Because it's not like I confessed and then they like said, no, you're ugly. Or like, no. <laughs> um, but um, like they might have liked me. And then anyway, I'm getting distracted. But the reason I brought up that the boys I used to like is because it feels like you learn from a young age as a woman to base your the, the level of beauty that you have or your prettiness or your validation, your self-worth on men, on, the, on their re reaction to you and how you look. And it feels like that's part of the reason why I physically don't believe it when people tell me that I'm pretty. Because I'm like, well, what are you talking about? Like, the boys have never liked me before, like in elementary school and middle school and high school, and I look the same. <laughs> like, you, you must be tripping because nobody else saw it before, before now. And I think part of that has to do with the masculinization of black women. This past May, when I was graduating college, I wanted to do something drastic. I wanted to wear a wig, but then I chickened out because I was like, what if I don't like it and it's my graduation? And you only graduate from college for the first time once. So I was like, well, I don't want to look horrible. Anyway, so I decided to get eyelash extensions. And <laughs> the first, when I, when I first saw my reflection, with the eyelash extensions. I remember the eyelash tech showed the mirror to me and she's like, what do you think? And it was also the first time I had gotten my eyebrows like waxed or plucked or whatever. And I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, honestly, I was not happy. I, I was like, it looks great. <laughs> and she did a fantastic job. Like it has nothing to do with the job she did. First of all, I think I was having problems because I didn't feel like myself. I didn't look like the Sydney I was used to looking at in their mirror and with the eyelash extensions on, I kind of felt like a pig in lipstick. Like, it felt like my eyebrows were waxed off and my eyelashes were great, but all I could see was my nose. All I could see was my lips, you know, my big nose, my my lips that are two different colors, my... Like, I just felt like... <sighs> I looked like a pig with lipstick on. Like, I just felt like I wasn't 
beautiful and that I was pretending to be beautiful or that I was trying my best to be beautiful, but no matter what I did, I would not be beautiful. Um, and people who have seen me with my lash extensions on are probably like flabbergasted listening to me say this because they were probably like, oh my God, you look so gorgeous. Like, what are you talking about? Like, but it's so true. Like, I really did feel like I was ugly. I mean, after the lashes started falling off a little bit and it wasn't as intense, like the look, I was like, oh my God, like, I'm actually like living for this. <laughs> I actually think I look gorgeous. Like, what if I hate myself when my eyelashes fall off? Like, oh my God, what if I can never go without eyelash extensions again because I don't know how to feel beautiful without them, which is another topic for another time. But this is not the only time that I felt like this, like my blackness is hindering my beauty. And it's not just something that's internal. Like, I don't want you to think like, oh, she has like internalized hate for black people. Like, it's not true. Maybe once upon a time, but I'm, I'm past that I'm no longer like that, you know? I've grown as a person. I no longer think that my permed hair is pretty because it's so damaged that it's become a light brown. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm not like other black girls. My hair is brown. Like, I'm better than you. <laughs> like, I'm no longer that person. I haven't actually been that person since I was like 11. Um, <laughs> anyway, what was I saying? Right. Other people have masculinized me as a black woman. It doesn't help that I'm a little bit buff. I am an athlete, or I was an athlete, and the evidence of my athleticism hasn't gone away in the times that I've stopped playing, in the years that I haven't, you know, been doing sports as much. So that, that obviously doesn't help. But even when my, like, muscles or my toned, like, biceps are not showing, I am still masculinized. So the other day at work, I needed some new gloves, and a male coworker had commented on how big my hands were and called me manly. Um, and that did kind of set me off. It did kind of set me off. And, you know, partially maybe he was projecting because he has small baby hands and, you know, it's insecurity and his own masculinity. But why do you have to masculinize me? Because you're not, you're insecure in your own masculinization. You're what? Because you're insecure in your own masculinity. That is not my problem and you shouldn't make it my problem. And it just feels like, you know, yucky. It just feels like, ugh. Why did you say that to me? Like, I've worked so hard to feel at home in my body, to feel at home in a body that's a little bit more muscular than other women's, to feel at home in a body with hands that are a little bit larger than other women's, you know? Like, I've worked so hard, and so who are you to say that to me? <laughs> also, a couple weeks ago, when I took my braids out, another man at my job was like, oh, your hair looks like cauliflower. Like, why would you say that? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll beat you up. <laughs> Why would you say that to me? And it was, if you listen to my, I wouldn't remember what episode I said this in, but I was talking about how I was so insecure, how I was so afraid to even show up to work after taking my braids out because it felt like I couldn't hide behind my hair. It felt like I wasn't myself. It felt like it was hard to go backwards from being so pretty with my braids to now going back to my natural hair. And it's not that I'm not pretty with my natural hair. It's not that people haven't called me pretty as well with my natural hair. I am also just less prone to believe them when my natural hair is out. <laughs> but maybe that's a discussion for another episode. Anyway, yeah. Um, and also, I don't want you to think the place that I work is like trash and has all these trash men who <laughs> work there. Um, it's, I mean, like, I love, I love my job right now. 
Like, I love the people at my job. Maybe not these specific people I'm talking about, but I definitely love the support and the people in the community at my job. Um, But just like my experience as a student teacher, there are these little moments where I am reminded that I am a black woman and that people are not going to let me forget that. Not that I myself would ever even forget that. Like, I spend... Anyway. (laughs) But the way they remind you is so cruel and callous. And to them, it's just a throwaway comment. But it could undo the years, the hours, the the so much struggle that I've gone through to build up confidence in myself. And um, part of me knows that they know I'm confident. Like, and their comments don't really get to me the way they would have once, let's say, like, when I was in high school. I don't know, like, they just roll off my back. Like, I've, I don't, I don't really know why, but it definitely does not impact me the way it does. Like, it's like, maybe at first I'm like, oh, like, dang, that one kind of hurt, you know? But then after a while, I'm like, well, who, who gives a shit what they have to say? Like, I really don't care. Like, they, (laughs) they, 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 they. They can't even compare to me. Not in a cocky way. Just, I don't know, like a mantra kind of way. Like kind of building myself back up kind of way after hearing them say that to me. Or being said that to. Um, And sometimes I wonder, like, if this confidence that I work so hard to build. Like, is that why people now think I'm pretty? Like, when I was in high school and I walked in the hallways, I looked at the ground. Like, (laughs) I made, I let my box braids cover my face and I had hunched shoulders, and I looked at the ground until I got to my classroom, unless I was, like, walking with a friend. But I would say 80% of the time, I was looking at the ground and trying to (laughs) be the least noticeable person in the entire hallway. I was trying to go by undetected. Um, And I, it's not that I had low self-confidence, but I also wouldn't say that I had high self-confidence. Like, I wouldn't say that I was a confident person, but I wasn't an insecure person either, you know? But I was very susceptible to other people's words and I was very vulnerable and sensitive actually that reminds me of something this is a, this is not related but someone the other day told me that I was emotionally unavailable like it's one of those people that are really into horoscopes and love, love reading people and you know whatever and she was like maybe it's because you're emotionally unavailable I was like why would she say that to me <laughs> first of all it's not even true okay well maybe it's half true half true in the sense that I portray a persona that screams emotionally unavailable so that people leave me alone, almost like a protective measure, you know, like, like I act like I am that so that I have less of a likelihood to get hurt by other people. Um, But it's not at all true. Like, I'm not, I'm not emotionally unavailable. Just because I don't talk as much as other people doesn't mean I'm emotionally unavailable. Just because I'm not gushing about a boy every five minutes doesn't mean I'm emotionally unavailable. I just, my emotions manifest in a different way. And I'm not one to show you my emotions right off the bat, I think is what it is. But anyway, back to being confident (laughs) or working to be confident. I definitely had to work very hard for my confidence, um, for my confidence to be evident in the way that I walk. I had to go through a lot. I had to deal with learning how to deal, be confident with my natural hair, learning how to be confident with acne, horrible, horrible acne, learning how to be confident with the worst tan in the world. Like I really did have to learn how to be confident in all the versions of myself. And I feel like I've done a pretty good job. Obviously, I'm always growing and continuing to um, feel more confident in who I am and how I look. 
but I also am aware that I am more confident in some versions of myself than other, particularly the version of myself that has box braids in. But thinking about all this made me think about like, why don't I believe it when people tell me, when people compliment me and tell me that I'm pretty? <sighs> Half of me feels like it's because I think it's too good to be true. Like I think they're just saying that to be nice or as out of some type of obligation, like I convince myself that they are obligated to say it to me as my friend, which they totally are not. Um, but I like, I don't know, like I just convinced myself that maybe they are. And it just feels so foreign. Like I did not grow up being told that I was pretty by my peers on a frequent basis. And so now that it's happening, it's like, what the heck? What is going on? <laughs> That's how I feel. Like, I'm like, what is, why are you saying that to me? <laughs> and it's because I'm a person that, very often growing up was overlooked and not in a way where I'm like bitter like oh my god people will never notice me you know how like some villains have that origin story where they're like and I was always forgotten like that's not me I just finished telling you how in high school I would look at the floor so people would not notice me so part of it was intentional on my part because I did not like being the center of attention <laughs> also I think maybe I just taught myself to lean into being unnoticeable because it's so easy for people to pay more attention to the people who are louder in the room, who are prettier, pop, more popular, whatever. So I like learned, taught myself to lean into being un, like going unnoticed. It's to the point where I even get surprised sometimes when people know my name and I haven't like introduced myself to them or they like want to know my name. Like that's how that's how I assume I don't know that's just how I think like I'm like whoa my god like you know my name how do you know my name how did you even notice me because I'm so primed so trained to being forgotten to expecting to be forgotten as well um not in a pity party way not in a sad sad oh I'm so sad type of way just to, like as a fact like <laughs> when I was growing up I used to go to Sunday school and we had this like I don't know what you call him but he was like the leader person of the children's Sunday school and everybody loved him he was super friendly super loud got all the kids excited to have fun at Sunday school or whatever he used to do this thing where he was like sing because Sunday school was downstairs and like the regular adult church was upstairs and he'd be like sing so loud the people upstairs can hear you let's stomp so loud that they can hear you too and he'd be like ah you know <laughs> and I remember I saw him again like when I was maybe at the end of middle school or beginning of high school and he did not recognize me even though I had gone to Sunday school for probably my entire elementary school career like that's like six years and he did not recognize me now to be fair as a teacher or someone who was a teacher almost a teacher whatever you want to call it I was prone to forgetting students too not in a way where I'd forget my students like I knew every one of my students but sometimes like things just slip through the cracks and as the years go on you know what I mean and all the kids that are the troublemakers and the ones that are not turning in their work it's just like you need to they need more attention and so when the ones that are following the rules sometimes slip through the cracks not for me because obviously I was one of the people who slipped through the cracks for him and I made it my mission as a teacher to never ever do that because why why should if you're following the rules are not causing trouble why should you be forgotten like why should you be punished for doing the right thing anyway so I'm not saying like oh my god he's the worst like he forgot me because I know what it's like as someone who worked with kids and a lot of kids um that it it can happen 
like you know forgetting kids can happen because you're dealing with a lot and not only are you dealing with a lot for the kids and for them to make sure everything is fun you're also dealing with a lot in your own personal life um and you don't even though you try to leave it behind before you get into the classroom it's almost impossible because maybe you're getting emails about whatever's going on or text messages or maybe you have an apple watch and you can see it every time you check the time to see how far along you are in the lesson um and you can see a text from whatever you're going on in life so it's not it's not that it's not that clear cut it's not that simple but still the feeling of being forgotten sucks so bad i don't even know what i'm talking about anymore i feel like i've just been talking in circles like <laughs> what am i saying but anyway um i wanted to end this episode on this thought like i know that prettiness like being pretty and beauty is fleeting but I wanted it anyway and I want it anyway now um no matter how fleeting it is like even if it's something that I'm not gonna have for my entire life I'm gonna age and get wrinkles and age spots and all that type of stuff um and maybe my hair and teeth will fall out and I won't be pretty anymore I still feel like I deserve to feel to be called pretty and I'm, I'm working. I'm working really hard to learn how to accept people's compliments and not just to accept them, to believe them and really, really, really believe them in, within myself um, and be, appreciate them for saying that. Not inserting my own self-doubt into what should be a positive moment for me. And I'm trying really, really hard to <laughs> not, not let the noise from the outside world bother me when they tell me that the people that I like or am with or whatever deserve someone who is white and blonde and not me because what is the point of being white and blonde and not me like what why does that matter to me why do I care because the world tells me I should care but that doesn't mean that I need to listen to them that I need to believe them but sometimes it's like will I ever find someone who also doesn't believe what the world is telling them but honestly if they believe what the world is telling them like why do I even want to be with them like I don't but it, it doesn't matter when you like someone and you're worried that they <laughs> want someone white and blonde and not you. Like, that's painful. No matter how confident you are in yourself, no matter how pretty or beautiful you believe that you are, that is still painful. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to end this episode there. I hope I will have more book reviews in the future. I Honestly, guys, I was sick and my voice sounded horrible and I was so proud of myself because I was like oh my god like I'm working ahead I'm getting these episodes out on time like everything is great and then I got sick and I couldn't record for two weeks and I was like well damn <laughs> what happened to me what happened to all that hard work I did to work to, to get ahead and I can't even bring myself to finish these books that I need to review like I'm like oh I just want to sit and passively watch k-dramas or do something passive like I don't want to do anything active right now but I will. I will finish the book. I'm almost done. Like, I'm almost done. Um, and that, that episodes are going to require so much research. But I'm going to do it. This is my accountability segment. I am going to do it. And next week, that book review will be up. It's a bit of a controversial one. Anyway, <laughs> um, as always, thank you guys for listening. And be sure to tune in to the next episode of Jumble Podcast every Sunday. Also... Make sure to check out the podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Jumble Podcast. Um, the same at across all platforms. Yeah. Anyway, stay warm, guys. See you in the next episode.